What's up? What's up? What's up? And Anya Haseel to all my K-pop peeps out there. My name is Denise and you are listening to episode 18 of my podcast channel called That K-Pop Talk, where weekly I go over the latest and greatest in news and reviews of Korean popular music. I would love it if you would click like, share, and most importantly, subscribe to my podcast channel. And if you would love to support me, there is a link that I would love for you to click on in the description box. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of That K-Pop Talk. And K-Pop News is coming up next. Welcome back to That K-Pop Talk. This is K-Pop News and let's get started. Okay, it is with a saddened and heavy heart that I have to report this. Nevertheless, because I do the news here on the podcast, I am going to report it. And because of the sensitivity and nature of this news story, I am going to be reading from my notes. At approximately 8.10 p.m., a manager from Astro found Moonbin passed away in his home after he wasn't responding to any communication or showing up for any practices. Now, I am not going to say how he passed away and what nature he passed away because there isn't any factual information on that as of yet. There hasn't been an autopsy done and I am going to respect the wishes of Moonbin's family, Astro, Astro's management team, and the fandom of Astro. What I will do, however, is send out love and well healing, wellness and healing to everyone who has been affected by Moonbin's passing. And in honor of Moonbin, I am going to tell the life and legacy of what he did during these 11 years. But first, I'm going to start off with a moment of silence. Okay, that was for you, Moonbin. And I'm going to talk a little bit. This is my tribute to Moonbin, okay? Um, his birth name was Moonbin, and he was born January 26, 1998. He was professionally known as Moonbin, all one word. And his profession was he was a South Korean actor, dancer, and model. He was a member of Astro under the label Fantagio, and the subunit in which he formed later on was Moonbin and Sanha. Now, in his early life, he lived in a um, province called Cheongju Chungbuk Province. That's the name of the province in South Korea. He graduated from Hanlim Multi Art School with a focus on practical music. And the interesting thing is Sanha was too. So his other member in which he did the subunit group came from the same school. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, he has a younger sister named Moon Sua, who is a member of Billy. That I did not know. And it was very interesting because I had just went over um, a K-release music video from Billy a couple weeks ago. And I had no idea that Moon Sua was um, Moon Bin's um, sister. So, you know, I just, um, I'm sending love and light to her as well. 
during his career, Moonbin's mother, this is how he got started. Back in 2004, Moonbin's mother um, put him into modeling and a form of modeling called Ulzag or Ulzizag, and that's U-L-Z-Z-A-N-G um, or Ulzizang. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing this, but that terminology is used for, it's a unisex form of modeling just of the face and people get prizes for that. So it's like the most beautiful face. And she started him off in those type of pageants back in 2004 as well. So he got into the business modeling. And Moonbin's um, first appearance into the K-pop world was in 2006, two years later. He would be in the music video Balloons as a younger version of one of his members from TVXQ. Now, I don't know if you guys remember, but TVXQ was like one of the, if not the original K-pop group that was first formed under Lee Sumang. And so their member called Yunho, he played, Mubin played the younger version of that in the music video Balloon. In 2009, he got his first acting role. And that was in the K-drama Boys Over Flowers. And he was one of the main characters. He played the younger version of the main character of Kim Bums. He became um, signed under Fontagio um, as a trainee in the fifth grade. He was 11 years old and he was part-time at that, at that point. He became full-time with um, Fontagio when he was in middle school. He was a member of Astro after that while he was a trainee. And they did this web drama called To Be Continued before their debut. And that was a way to get people to know who they were and their personalities before they debuted. And in February 20, on February 23rd, 2016, Astro did make their debut with their album Spring Up. And in 2018, Moonbin was part of the ultimate watch list of the latest trends for two seasons. He made that list. And in January 17, 2019, Moonbin was cast in another show. This time it was a TV series called Moments of 18, where he played the character of Jung Oji. In November 2019, Moonbin was absent from the Blue, Blue Flame um, album promotion due to health reasons and he would be out for four months from Astro and any Astro promotions or Astro activities. He did return however on February 14th 2020 during a V-Live appearance with the rest of Astro members and then in March of 2020 he was cast as the host of a show called Show Champion with his bandmate, you, um, Yoon Saha, and another K-pop group called Virgie Virgies, Very Very, sorry, Very Verys, Kang Min. On March 12, 2020, he was a lead in a web drama called The Mermaid Prince for two seasons. And May 26, 2020, he was on a cooking show called The Food Avengers. September 2020, he was a fashion model for the brand Nerdy Cafe. And September 14th, 2020, Moonbin and Yoon Sun Senha 
formed the subunit Moonbin and Sanha. What is very interesting about this is they won first place on the show called The Show just eight days after they released their single, The Idea. That was phenomenal. That was amazing that they accomplished such a feat. And um, December 22nd, 2021, he was cast in season two of Coupang's play called Saturday Night Live Korea. And on December 30th of 2022, that's when Astro and all their individual members renewed their contracts. That was the last monumental um, entry that they had reported on Moonbin. He was due to um, make a performance with Sanha. Um, I think it was at the Dream Festival the next day after his passing. And that never happened. He is a star, just like his label said. He's watching over us, just like his label said. So this is my tribute to you, Moonbin. May you rest in peace. Okay, moving on with other K-pop news. We're going to talk about Coachella because one weekend has passed and so much has happened, you guys. Wow, so much has happened. Let's talk about it, shall we? Okay, so Jackson Wang, known as the Magic Man, gave a very, very, very um, electrifying performance, a riveting performance at that. And I just want to apologize to Jackson Wang because when I was talking about all the performers coming and I was doing the history of the K-pop performers and I was talking about these are all the K-pop performers coming and I talked about history being made with Blackpink, um, I failed Jackson Wang. Yes, I did. Because I failed to report that he was the first Chinese man performing at Coachella. So Jackson, you know, I am so sorry, but I'm giving you your flowers now. Jackson Wang is the first Chinese to perform at Coachella. And I'm so proud of him because he did a phenomenal job. One of the things I liked that he did was he included XG without XG being there. Um, XG has this song called Left Right. Da -da -da, left Right, Left Right. Da -do 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 -do, left Right, Left Right. Da -da 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 -da. Uh, anyways, y'all know I will, I will mimic a song quick around here. But anyways, so he had the song playing in the background. And he um, did a cover of that song. And then he brought Sierra on stage. Yes, I'm talking about the singer Sierra. She came on stage and both of them did that performance of Left, Right, Left, Right. And I was thinking to myself, of all the people, why Sierra? Now it makes sense because Sierra has a collab with Jackson Wayne called Slow. So it makes, it makes perfect sense why she was there. But it was a good performance. And... Um, I really enjoyed it. And not only did he have Sierra perform, and it seems like to me, oh, everybody from Coachella was having someone guess, you know, with them or pop up as a surprise performance, like everybody was doing it. But um, Jackson Wayne made a surprise um, 
guest appearance on DPR IN and DPR live set. And that really shook a lot of people. It was like, what? Jackson Wayne is there? Yeah, he made a surprise performance during their set as well. Um, so one of the things I want to talk about is Jackson Wayne's um just his his uh his stage presence, he goes up and beyond the normal um, you know, stage presence of what solo artists normally, you know, do. Like he just wasn't dancing. He came, I don't even know how he did it. He came off the rafters doing something. Like he was on this stick coming down. It was this, I don't know how he did it, but that's why they call him the magic man because he makes it looks like magic. Okay. Another thing too is I like the Jackson Wayne. He gives people their props because I remember when he was watching, speaking of XG, I remember he was watching XG. I really think he is so um, enamored by how they perform. He is calling them the future. Like when he watched the gal cipher, and I, I remember um, it was Kokona, Maya, Harvey, and Juren. If you remember when they were both doing their little, um, their ciphers, they but they called it a cipher, you know, and... Um, Wow, I'm still I'm still thinking about that anyways because it was so good. But anyways, when he watched it, when Jackson Wayne watched it, he called them the future. So I guess to pay tribute to them, that's why he did the cover at Coachella. Um, I thought that was very, very precious that um, he thought of them in that way. But segueing into him popping up on DPR IANS and DPR Live set, let me tell you, when he popped up on that set, he told DPR Ian, we'll talk later. So are you talking about a collab? Are we talking collab here? Because if so, let us know. Because that's going to be a hot one right there. Oh, yes, it is. Okay, so anyways, people were going crazy over DPR Ian. I think he has a little comeback going on. And his notoriety is about to spread just a little bit more. He had no shirt on. Body was on 10 plus, 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 plus. And then he just, his voice was phenomenal. Like his stage presence was very energetic. The Twitter was going crazy over him. So he made his presence known in DJ, I mean, DPR Live, he does what he does best. So they had a phenomenal um, set as well. Now, one person I could not track down for nothing is Lauren. Lauren is alone. That's his Instagram, Lauren. Um, and I've been talking about him for the past couple of weeks. I've been talking about what a prolific K-rock, K-pop artist he is. You remember I said he reminds me of um, a cross in between Nirvana, definitely Nirvana, a little bit of Green Day. Um, this last song he had. Um, called Panic reminds me of Explosion in the Sky and nothing, zip, nada, no video, no nothing. The last thing that showed was his thing at South by Southwest on April 11th. Now, I know he was there because he took a picture with one of the guys from the Gorillas. That was the last thing that I saw. So I'm like, where is your footage? I want to see it because I'm telling you guys, I mean, how can I promote, how can I talk about it if I can't even tell you where to go listen to the music except for the music videos? But I guess you guys can go to South by Southwest and see that particular footage. But I am, a, I'm curious. I want, I wish I was a fly on the wall. I want to know how he did at that set. But there's no footage. If you guys have footage, let me know. But from what I can 
gathered there is no footage of him as of yet that's showing of him at Coachella. But the big dogs that we gonna talk about at Coachella is Black Pink, Black Pink, Black Pink's in your area. Hey oh yes, my girls Black Pink. Wow, what a first weekend in at Coachella headlining it was for these four girls or four women now for that matter. Um there wasn't a space on that lot. Over 125,000 people came to see Blackpink. Over 2 million people at that time was live streaming on YouTube. 2.96 to be exact. And they shut down everything. Just like this song, they shut it down. Blackpink did. Yes, they did. And... They don't need guests. You know, you remember I was saying like a lot of people bring guests on during their sets. No, Blackpink said, we just need us. Throw us some background dancers. Let them throw some feathers around. Do what this, do a little bit of that. But let us do our thing. And the thing they did. Let me tell you. Okay, started off, they had a little bit of a technical issue. And they didn't get started until 924. They gave everyone these pink wristbands. And the wristband started lighting up around 924. At 928, that's when you heard black pink. 930, they started right on the dot at 930. Now, this was their set. They started off with Pink Venom. And then they did Kill This Love, How You Like That. And then they did Kick It and Whistle, Pretty Savage. They did all those songs. And then they did the solo songs. So Jenny did You and Me. Jisoo did Flower. Rose did On the Ground. And of course, Lisa did mm, The Money. Uh, 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 money. Drop the money. Oh, y'all know I love that song. So that's what Lisa did. But this is not it. There was more songs. They did Boom Ya, Love Sick. And then they did a little bit snippet of playing of playing with fire type type of girl shut down tally and then they ended with do 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 and the last song was forever young y'all these girls are the reigning queens of k-pop music actually they're the reigning queens of girl groups period right now like there's no other person bigger than black pink and i mean literally and and i'm gonna tell you why why i'm saying literally because right now they just set a guinness world record for 30 billion let that sink in 30 billion views on youtube more than any other artist in history group or no group and then they have well it was 86.9 but now it's over 87 million subscribers so they got three what you know it, it was 86.7 but now they got 300 more subscribers 300,000 more subscribers and now they're over 87 million subscribers they bypassed Justin Bieber because that was the reigning title holder was Justin Bieber so Justin Bieber is no longer the most subscribed celebrity it is Blackpink and not only that Last week, if you listened to my episode, I had um, five 
milestone YouTube um, plateaus that they did. Well, not plateau, but you know milestones that they hit. Um, a couple was a couple of them were for like a hundred million views on a couple of videos, and then one was four hundred million, one was eight hundred million, and then one was I think one point two billion. They got more coming in. Okay, so this is what it is this week. So they got 600 million YouTube views for Black, for not Blackpink. They got 600 million YouTube views for Pink Venom. And then last week I showed a picture briefly, but I forgot to talk about it. But Lisa got 600 million for La La Lisa. I know I, I mentioned the money video also too last week, but she had two. La La Lisa, she got 600 million. So... Blackpink has been all over the place, but in a good way, in a good way. So congratulations to everything you have accomplished, Blackpink. Oh, I'm wondering if I need to start my own segment, Blackpink News, because they have so much going on. Okay, so moving on for Coachella. So like I said, if you guys know something about Lauren and you got footage on him, let me know. But if not, I have to move on. Okay. These are milestones right now that these, these groups have, have done over the past week. G Idol, 200 million YouTube views for Nude, the song Nude. Nimix, N-M-I-X-X, -X, they have 50 million YouTube views for Love Me Like This, Love Me Like That, Love Me Like This. And then XG got 50 million for Shooting Star. So congratulations to those K-pop groups for accomplishing those milestones. And um, y'all, I know y'all don't want to hear this, but I got to talk about it because it's back in the news again. What am I talking about? <laughs> SM, y'all know where I'm going, huh? SM, Cacao, and Hyde. Y'all, I'm sorry I'm laughing, but I'm like, can y'all please resolve this already? I thought this was over and done with. Nope, nada. They still going, y'all. Okay, let me tell you what's going on. Y'all, I could make this up if I wanted to. SM offices was raided, y'all. I'm trying not to laugh. My daughter's in the background. I'm, this, I'm telling y'all, they need to make this into a soap opera. This is drama, real drama, y'all. SM offices was raided by Korea's Financial Supervisory Service. That's our version of the FBI, <laughs> in my opinion. Okay, that's in my opinion. They raided the place, right? What they're looking for is evidence for alleged stock price manipulation. Now, this comes on the heels of the trifecta as i call it the triangle drama that has been going on and for those of you who just don't know what i'm talking about and the light bulb has not gone off in a good way i'm not saying nobody's stupid out there i'm just saying oh my god if someone just doesn't know what's going on i'm going to explain it for you real quick in a nutshell so lee suman got ousted by sm right they they told him you know you gotta go he quit whatever you want to call it he he's ousted whether he quit or not he still got ousted they didn't want him there right okay so then he said okay this still is my company i still have the majority shares right but because he's not operational in management in any type of way because you guys know he was executive producer there he sold 
all of his shares basically to Hyde, 14.8%, which gave Hyde the majority shares. Hyde wanted to get up to 40% so they could manage, have managerial control of SM. SM said, no, 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 no. We don't want you. We want cacao, right? Okay, so Hyde was like, no, you can't do that because that's against regulations. So Hyde put a block, a court order block, mind you. Court order means the court agreed with Hyde saying, no, you cannot sell your shares to Kakao, right? So what Kakao did was, okay, I'm going to fix you, Hyde. I'm going to go to the Saudi. So he went to Saudi Arabia. They went to Saudi Arabia, got money backed from Saudi Arabia, came back in the game and said, we're going to do an offer a price offer, and we're going to pay the shareholders way more than the value of what's going on with this with the stock market shares, right? We're going to buy you out, in other words. We're going to give you so much money, it's, it's going to be irresistible to turn us down. So guess what? These people said, okay, we'll take it, we'll take it, we'll take it. Hyde was like, what? Okay, then Hyde was like, you know what? We're not going to pay that much to buy these shareholders out. You know what? This is getting out of hand. We're going to back away gracefully. We're going to take the high road. You know, Miss Obama said, you know, when they go low, you go high. They took the high road, said we out. But we're going to still keep our shares. Then Kakao comes back and says, you know what? Can we buy your shares too? So then High was like, okay, if we buy these shares, we got to do this agreement, right? So an agreement was made up. High sold their shares at a premium price. But don't fool yourself, they didn't sell all their shares. They just sold a lot of their shares. They still have a little piece in the game, y'all. Just keep that in mind. Okay, so now we're fast forwarding. And then what happens? Oh my goodness, they get raided. They get raided. Now the CEO, which was Lee Suman's nephew, remember, he left, but then he came back in another managerial role he wasn't supposed to come back into. They just announced that last week, right? And now SM gets raided. So you guys, you put two and two together on all this. I'm just trying to keep up. I'm just trying to keep up because when I think it's over with, something else comes out. And I'm like, well, I got to report this to the people. So here I am reporting it to you guys. Um, but the good news is, and I'm saying good news, Remember I was saying that they sold their shares, but the agreement was made on certain things? Okay, remember they didn't sell all their shares, by the way. I'm just reiterating that so you guys know. But the, the shares that they did sell, they made an agreement. And part of that agreement was that they are having 12 of their artists switch over to the Weverse app. Now that's a win-win in my book. So 12 artists are switching over to the Weverse app. They are leaving that Kwanga, Kwangaya app, Kwangaya Club, I think it's called. They're leaving them and they're switching over to Weverse. So Weverse has 65 million subscribers in over, I think it's 245 countries. Is it two? Yep, 245 countries. That's major. You guys, Weverse is hands down the number one app for these artists. I will want to switch over to Weverse too. And you guys hear me talk about Weverse every week. For those of you guys that are new to this podcast, I talk about Weverse every week like I talk about BTS. It, it is what it is. 
It's just something I, I, I believe in. You know, it's, it's a one-stop shop. When you go to Weverse and you look up your artists that you want to follow, whatever, they got V-Lives on there when they go on live. You can go to the Weaver shop You could, and you know you're getting authentic merchandise. Authentic merchandise, you know it's coming directly from them. And so many other things go on. When they do the live concerts, you can go on Weverse and get it. You know, watch it live. Um, just so many things you can do on there. And then you can also communicate with other fandom. That's another thing I like on there. And if you need it um, transcribed in your language, you can transcribe it in your language. And so it's a one-stop shop. So that's my little spiel. That's my little plug for Weverse. And I'm not getting paid for that. It's just something that, like I said, if you are part of the K-pop community, you need your Weverse, right? Just like you need your your light stick for your um for your k-pop groups okay so moving on from that but i just want you guys to know i will keep you posted but so far the foolery keeps going on and on and on y'all okay we are going to talk about now releases of projects not music videos that's k release that's the very last segment we're doing releases of projects econ or icon depending on where you're at in the world and how you pronounce it they revealed a new light stick. And if you guys go to my website, not my website, if you guys go to my Instagram, that K-pop talk, you will see it. Or you can go to Econ's um, or Icon's website, you'll see it there too. It looks like a baseball bat. I'm like, they're becoming very creative with these light sticks. You remember Nimic's light stick? Was it Nimic's? They look like a whale. And I wanted to know if you could fill it up with water. This one, I'm like, does it make a sound of a bat if you swing it? My daughter's laughing, but I'm serious because it looks just like a bat. If you look at the bottom, it looks like a grip. It widens towards the top. It's sort of flat and round at the top like a baseball bat. I'm just saying, you know, the nickname is iconic. That's, that's their nickname. So I'm trying to put two and two together here. But anyways, they finally released their promotion schedule to their Takeoff album, and that's what their album is called, Takeoff. And this is gonna be their third full album. And I'm excited for it. It's, it's gonna be released on May 4th and um, at 6 p.m., which is, of course, you guys know, 2 a.m. Pacific Standard Time because I am in LA. And um, this, I thought, was very interesting. Okay, so you guys know that um, you always have the music video and you have the album released, right? Well, what they're doing is they're releasing a performance video first. So I was like, huh. So on April 26th, the performance video will be released first, and then they're going to do behind the scenes of the performance video, and then they're going to go ahead and release the music video and the album on the same day on May, May 4th. I'm here for it. There's six members to um, Icon or Econ. That is DK, J, Song, Chan, B.I., and Bobby. I'm here for y'all. I can't wait to hear it. So keep your eyes peeled. Okay, Taeyang, y'all. Oh, my God. I don't even know what to say about Taeyang. Him and Lisa... I am here for it. That's all I got to say on them. I'm here for it. So you guys know he has finally announced that he has an album coming out. 
It's called Down to Earth. And that will be released on, I believe, May, uh, not May, April 25th. That's next week. Wow. Okay, so, so far he has released a teaser to the music video called Seed. And I'm here for it. I, I can't wait to, to see it. Um, and he does have a poster for him and Lisa on the their their song they're gonna be doing. Lisa looks so cute in that in that poster. Um, it's called Shawong. So I can't wait to see that. So if you guys haven't seen it, you can go to my Instagram and look at it, or you can go to uh, Taeyang's Instagram and look at the promotions that he's doing so far um, for his music video. I will say that um, I wish I could see a teaser for the music video show on, but I guess we'll have to wait and, and look at Seed first. Okay, another one that has started doing their promotions and then they're going along smoothly at 17. Y'all, let me tell y'all, I'm so ready for their tour to start. Soon as they say their tour is starting, I'm gonna have to hit my girl up in Chicago because if you guys go back a couple music videos, I mean, not music videos, a couple podcasts back, um, my girl Grace, we did a podcast together and I interviewed her. She is a diehard carrot, like diehard carrot. And she lives in Chicago. I'm going to go to Chicago and go see that with her. I, I really do. That's my goal anyways. Um, because as you guys know, this is the last year. They're all 13 going to be together and they're going to start trickling to the military too. Okay, so getting back to their promotion, they release a highlight melody. And there are six tracks on this album. And this album's called FML, and yes, it means FML, by the way, if you guys are wondering. It does mean that, but I'm not going to curse on this podcast. The first track is called, and, and by the way, if you go to um, Say the Name or Say the Name, you know, Say the Name underscore 17 on Instagram, they have released each one of these six tracks, uh, a highlight from each track or like a little teaser. So the first one they released was F My Life. It's sort of like a slow, groovy track, but it's slow, like a, no, I wouldn't even say groovy, like a slow, slow ballad, sort of like. And then the second song was called Super. That's like a medium, fast paced track with like a beat in it, you know, like a little dance beat. The third track was Fire. Now, Fire was very interesting because it had like an African or, or Afro-Latino beat to it. And then... The fourth track was called, uh, I get this, get this for a title. I don't understand, but I love you. That's the name of the track. I don't understand, but I love you. So I'm, I'm where I want this. I want to hear that song. And it sounds like a, a slower K-pop song, but again, that is classic 17 for you. Cause they're good at these slow K-pop songs. I, I love it. Cause I don't want to cry. That's my, that's my all time favorite right there. Okay, number five is Dust, and it's also a light K-pop song. And then number six is April Shower, also a light K-pop song. So again, they're going into the genre of what they do best, that light K-pop sound. And I'm here for it because that's that's their brand, right? That's their brand. So um, six highlights for the highlight melody. I can't wait to hear a teaser from the music video that they're going to release and don't forget, there's, I believe their album comes out on the 24th. So next week, we're, we're probably going to be doing a lot of K-releases, right? A lot of music videos and album releases because 
there's so many promotions going on. Well, that wraps up K-pop news. Next up is BTS news. Welcome back to that K-pop talk. This is BTS news and let's get into it. Okay, so the big story everyone was talking about was J-Hope going into the military. That day has come. He is no longer in civilian life. He is officially into that military life. He's about that military life. Um, that day was raining. The, the BTS members were trickling in one by one. J-Hope is there. They're rubbing his head. You see the pictures. And then Jen pops up, right? Because of him being in the military, he was not allowed to have his face on film with um, with Big Hit Media, you know, which is over BTS and Hype um, label. But he was able to be there. You was able to hear him and he was able to take pictures, but not be on camera. With that being said, you guys, OT7 was in the house. In the house. All seven of them there. I about just lost it. Because we hadn't seen them together in such a long time as one, as seven. And there they were. And um, it may be a while before we see those pictures as one again. You know, another picture like that. Um, so we are cherishing that moment and I'm appreciative of BTS for allowing us to be there to share that moment with them. I do have a question though. Where was Sugar at? Like during the um, BTS video that they took, you didn't see Sugar to the very end. So was he late getting there? I'm, I'm sort of confused on that. Why they show all of, all of them arriving. They show all of them, you know, taking their one-on-one -on -one time with um, J-Hope. But you didn't see Sugar's one-on-one -on -one time with J-Hope. Either that or Sugar just didn't want them to show that one-on-one -on -one time. That could be a possibility too. Also, did you guys see Ariana tear up? Did y'all see that? That hit home for me because I have a theory about that too which I will go over in a moment. But um, how sweet was JK, John Jungkook, to rearrange his schedule from Coachella to come and be with J-Hope? That is brotherly love right there. Like he was making his music. He was enjoying himself at Coachella, but he made sure he left right after Coachella to fly back home to South Korea to see his bandmate leave for the military. And that is the love BTS they have for each other. That's deep. That is very deep. Um, but getting back to RM. So he did mention, he said, see you soon, brother. He put that on his Insta story, I believe. And for the simple fact that he was crying, um, that, that resonated because for, for those of you who don't know, the ones who are really, really in K-pop, you already know. But the ones who are not really into K-pop like that, let me explain. You have a rap line and you have a vocal line, right? And I'm new at this too, so I just, I just learned all this not so long ago. But you have a rap line, you had a vocal line. And when BTS was first formed, the rap line was formed first. And on that rap line, you have RM, J-Hope, and Sugar. The vocal line 
You have um, Jen V. John John Cook, and you have, of course, um, Jimin, right? They're the vocal line. We're talking about the rap line right now. RM, the original three, just saw one of his members that he has been with through thick and thin for 13 years separate. That's the first time they've been separated. They were there before the vocal line got there, and now they are separated. So when Jen left, yes, it was hard because he was the oldest member and he was the first one. But now it's really starting to hit home because here's someone that helped him form BTS. That was there from the start of BTS. And now he is departed into military life while RM stays in civilian life. And when he said, see you soon, when he said, see you soon, brother, that lets me think that he's going to be next. That's my theory. I'm pretty sure because it's hitting home. He start the tears are coming. It, the tears just wasn't for J-Hope believing. The tears was there for that, right? I think the majority of tears was there for that. But I also think that it's starting to hit home to him now that, wow, I'm next. It's time for me to go in. I'm next. And you remember on the V Live he gave a couple weeks ago, he said, I'm trying to hurry up and get my music in. I was going to go in when Jen went in. You remember he's, I mean, J-Hope. You remember he said, I was going to go in in between those two, right? He mentioned it. He was going to go in after Jen. But he was like, but he changed his mind because there's other things that he needed to do before he went in after Jen and before J-Hope. So it originally was supposed to be Jen, then Kim Nanjun, and then J-Hope, right? Min Yogi is not going in. You remember, you guys, he's doing civil service, right? That's how he's going to serve. So we go off of that. Who would be next? Because now we're going in the order of birth, right? Kim Nanjun just knocked that theory off the off the water because now he's not going in but if it were to be that then the next person after um rm going in would be let me do the the the, the cadence real quick it is uh kim nanjun john hosa min yogi wait a minute kim nanjun Okay, I'm trying to remember the, the, the chance. Okay, you know who's next, you guys? After J-Hope, it's going to be uh, Jimin. Jim is going in next. I know you heard me mumbling and stuff, but because um, I was trying to remember the, 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 um, the, the line of, of order of the births. And it's just me here by myself. My daughter's in the background, but she don't know. So I was trying to um, remember what it was. It's Jimin. Jim is going in next. V hasn't done any music yet. Now, John John Cook, he's doing music, but V has yet to do music. And today he was on his V Live, or yesterday he was on his V Live, and he said that he was just going to play around some more and then he's going to get back to work. That lets me know that he has music coming out too. Just food for thought. It's happening. 
I predict that all of BTS members will be in the military by early next year at the latest. They're all going to be in by early next year. They're all like trickling in one by one. Like every couple months, we're going to start seeing another one and another one and another one. And I had made the prediction, not the prediction, but I was talking last week. And I said, when John John Cook goes in, who's going to be there to see him off? Because he's the last one left, right? Or whoever the last one is. And I just thought about it, Sugar, because Sugar's not going into the active military. He's going to be secret, not secret service, civil service. So since he's civil service, I think technically he can see the last one go in. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Okay. So I just wanted to let you guys know my thoughts on that um, because as we guys know, we got two in, we have five to go, four actually going in the military, then we have Sugar going into civil service. And speaking of your boy, speaking of Sugar, um, RM and RM, RM is actually going to be switching places with Sugar. You remember... Um, this is this is the irony of it. So the very first, and we're talking about time to drink with sugar, by the way, which is sugar's um, you know, show on uh the BTS channel. RM was the first person that Sugar interviewed on his show. When now I believe this is going to be his last episode, and now the tables are turned. So who he interviewed on the very first episode is who is interviewing him on the last episode. So RM is the moderator and Sugar, known as August D or August D known as Sugar, is going to be the interviewee on this episode, episode nine of Time to Drink with Sugar. And I am so excited. I can't wait to see that one. It hasn't come out yet at the time of me taping this, but um, you guys, we don't want to miss that one because I believe that will probably be his last one before he starts his tour. So, and you guys know his tour starts on April 26th and he has D-Day coming out April 21st, which at the time of taping this will be the next day because I'm taping this on the 20th. Okay, so, um, and I'm talking on 20th um, USA Day because now it's already the 21st in Korea. So it's already the 21st in Korea. Um, you guys know you're 14 hours ahead of us. Um yeah, so there's that. And speaking of Sugar, he set a record. And what record are you talking about? Sugar is the first artist to have three, not one, not two, but three number one hits on Billboard under three separate names. And if you know another artist that has hit three number one, um, charting on Billboard under three separate names, please let me know. You can put it in comments or you can email me at thatkpoptalk at gmail.com. But to my knowledge, Sugar's the only one. And I'm going to tell you which three they are. Okay, so he has People Part 2 with IU, which as you guys know, just came out a couple weeks ago. He was August D on that one. And then when he did Girl of My Dreams with the late Juice World. That debuted at number one, not debut, but that went to number one. And he was sugar on that one. He was sugar of BTS, right? But it was a sugar. Sugar was on that one. And then 
as BTS as a group, BTS Sugar was part of that, right? Number one, 11 times as BTS. So Sugar did it as BTS, he did it as Sugar, and he did it as August D. Those are the three different names that he hit number one on the Billboard charts. So Sugar is kicking butt taking names. And not only that, he had so many visuals that came out on his promotion. I'm like, good Lord. And he looks so good. He looks so good. Did y'all see the one he was in the bath? Like he was fully dressed, of course. But And then his teaser for Hagum. Oh my goodness. I, his swagger, like Sugar got a swagger on him, y'all. Like at first, you know, you, Sugar, did, he, does, he doesn't have much facials and he doesn't say much. This is, this whole year, the last couple months is the most I've heard Sugar talk and Sugar have swagger. Like he has swagger. Like I'm like, oh my God. I see why people say mirror me, men your geek, because he has that swagger. It's just hidden, y'all. He don't share it. It's just hidden. So congratulations, Sugar. His tour is starting this month on April 26th in New York. And um, I have some other BTS news before I get to the rest of the members. BTS did an opening song for the cartoon Bastions. And there is a clip. You guys know everything I talk about. There's a clip is going to be in what? My description box on my YouTube channel. So there's a clip them singing a song called The Power. And um, the main vocal sounds like to me is from Jian Jian Cook, but nevertheless, it's all a BTS and it's called The Power. And um, I will put that link in my description box on my YouTube, but it's a good song. It's, it's, you know, it's a nice, you know, like upbeat song, you know, talking about you got the power, very positively um, uplifting and motivating type song. Um, and then also too, his, his um, song, Hagum. Um, it's already number one, the hot trendy song charts. I do have a question. The song's not out yet. I looked on Spotify, I looked on Apple. I don't, only the teaser's out. So how can it be number one already? Unless it did say it was ending on April 22nd. So maybe this is from his pre-sales that he's going to come out as number one. That's what I'm assuming. But if I'm wrong, again, y'all let me know. So I could correct myself. Okay. JK, y'all, let's get into John John Cook. This boy, I tell you, he always up to something. I'm just glad he got out the house because, you know, for a minute he wasn't doing anything but just lollygagging around the house doing karaoke. I'm glad the boy got out the house. Okay, so he released another campaign with Calvin Klein, Kick Buck Took Names, and he showed even more skin. Like his... He wore this jacket, another jacket, and he showed all his abs. Hey, I'm not mad at him. I mean, he worked hard. John, John, John Cook, he works out all the time. And um, I do, like I said, I'm, I'm going to talk about this again. I do applaud him because he spent a lot of time in the U.S. and he rearranged his schedule for J-Hope. But let's talk about what he was doing here again, right? Well, let's recap the week. So... He spent time in the studio with who and doing what? We don't know. We know that Scooter Braun and his team was there, right? But they do more than just Justin Bieber. So we don't know. We do remember his picture with Aiden Jew, right? With 5A label. Justin Park shouted him out. So we don't know. He could be on his label or Aiden Jew could be on his on his song. We don't know. We, you know, he could they could be featured on each other's songs. We don't know. 
We just know that picture was taken. And then we see him pop up at Coachella. He just chilling. You know, he mind his own business, got his team there. Talking about Gian John Cook, got his team there. He cut his hair. Now, I'm about to tell you, he said he cut his bangs. He didn't think we would realize them. We will recognize you even more, Gian John Cook. Because your eyes are showing. Your bangs cover your eyes. But if you cut your bangs, guess what? We know what your eyes look like. There's only one person from BTS that got lip ring. And got tattoos on his hands and got a sleeve. That's you. I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know who JK is. Okay? But it was good that he was here. And I'm glad he had fun while he was here. So, um, and... He donated 1 billion won, or it's over 700,000, a little bit over 700,000 US dollars to the Seoul University's Children's Hospital. And I am so happy you did that. You're going to make a lot of families um, happy because a lot of their burdens will be eased somewhat, knowing that their, their child or their children are going through something and he's able to assist in helping with that. So hats off to Jian John Cook for helping out with the Seoul University Hospital, um, Children's Hospital. Okay, Jimin. We're almost finished. We got two more BTS members. Jimin. Okay, so Jimin hasn't really been doing too much anything. Like I said, this is the week J-Hope went into, you know, the um, the military. So they really pretty much, I think all of their schedules pretty much went around J-Hope going into the military. He hasn't been doing too much. But I do want to say that he is the first K-pop artist in a decade to spend over three weeks on the Billboard Top 100. And he's the last person to do that. The la I'm sorry, the last person to do that was Psy on Gundam Style and Gentleman in 2012 and 2013, respectively. So Psy was the only other person to do that. So congratulations to Jimin. And Jim, we all know what Jim been up to. He's in the military, of course. He came out. He greeted um bts the rest of the bts members he welcomed um j-hope into the military and you know that was our tearjerker moment and then v i gotta talk about my boy v so v um again he also mentioned on his v live the other day that you know they all was there for j-hope and then he really has been doing too much um but on his way home from an activity he was doing he said that you know, um, he wanted to get on V Live and he talked and stuff. And like I said from earlier, he wants to um, get back to work, but he's going to play around for a little bit. Just enjoy his time at home. He said he really likes being at home. I don't blame him. I like being at home, too. So um, that's where he was at. But before I wrap up this BTS segment, I just want to give you a little um, trivia out there. Did you know BTS is worth three point five billion dollars? You heard me right. BTS is worth $3.5 billion. Their annual income is $60 million a year. And where in the world are they worth $3.5 billion? Well, they have six, roughly 68,000 shares each, which totals 478,695 shares that they have almost a half a million shares that they have in hive and as we know hive is a multi-billion dollar um label 
and BTS is 3.5 billion of that. So there you have it. <laughs> um, that's astounding. I, I can't even wrap my head around that number right now. And for them to be worth that much, they are so humble. So humble. So you know what? That's why I'm an army. That's why I'm army. Okay, so that wraps up this segment of BTS News. Coming up next is K-Vibes and K-Releases, where we go over the music videos that have been recently released. And I will give you some vibing out songs that I've been listening to lately. Hopefully, you will add one of them to your playlist. Don't go anywhere. K-Vibes and K-Releases are coming up next in our very last segment. Welcome back to my very last segment of that K-pop talk, which is K-releases and K-vibes. And first up, K-releases. Okay, so on K-releases, we just have two this week. I'm not sure if it's because it's Coachella or what, but there really hasn't been a lot of content that was actually released last week, but two caught my eye. One I've been waiting on a while, and that's NCT Do J Jung. And they released this song, this music video called Perfume. And they did a phenomenal job. I love it, love it, love it. And on my notes here, I have love, love, love. And the last one is capitalized love. Um, it's a nice and groovy feel type song. Even their movements in their video is nice and groovy. It's the three of them. And they got that old classic, you know, move mixed in with some intricate movements of, and it's so interesting. It looks like they're putting on perfume right? But they do it in a, choreo a choreography type sequence that is very cute. And um, I'm here for this video. I really do like it. And you guys need to watch it. And you guys know I will put the link in my description box in my YouTube, as I call it. No, my YouTube. Um, and then the next one is last week, um, I talked about a group called Card, K-A-R-D. And the song was called Without You. So they have a remix now with a DJ called A-Lok, A-L-O-K, and it's called The Card A-Lok Remix. So if you guys haven't heard the remix to Without You, I'm going to put the description, I mean, I'm put the link in the description box in my YouTube. Okay, so those are the two videos that I recommend you watch this week. That is NCT Perfume that was released and also Card Remix A-Lok the dance track. So that's it. Now, as far as my K vibes, I have one, two, three of them. Actually four. One is perfume by NCT. Y'all, like I said, it's one of those groovy type songs. I really do love that song. I really do love the song perfume and I've been listening to it. I can't get that out of my head either. So you guys need to um, like I said, watch the video and see if you guys want to add it to your vibe list, your, you know, your, your, um, list of music you listen to. I really like that song. The second song is, um, when I heard about Moonbin, I went back and looked at Astro's collection, right? Of songs. And one song really, um, popped up in my head to put on my Instagram when I did my tribute to him on my Instagram. And that was the song that came out three years ago called You're My World. 
It's a slow song, but it's a very angelic type song. And I really did like that song. So um, while you're thinking about Moonbin, listen to You're My World and, and see if it's something that you feel sentimental to as well and as much as I do as well. Okay. The third one is... Actually, the third and fourth one are both from EXO, you guys. I went on a deep dive this week on EXO. Like a deep dive. Kai got me into looking up EXO. Like when I I saw Kai, I went on an EXO excursion. You know, just learning more about them, researching, um, watching some of their older videos. And believe it or not, the ones from 11, 8 to 11 years ago are the ones that I resonate with the most. Maybe it's because of my age. But I'm I'm vibing out to these songs. One of them is the song called Mama. It came out in 2012. And April 7th, 2012 to be exact. And let me tell you. Now, to me, EXO, right? And the other groups around that time period. They don't get enough props like they should be getting. EXO, let me tell you about them. They are the godfathers. They are the, the, the hit lay makers. When I mean lay makers, they lay the way for the rest of the ones that came out up under them. Hands down. Them, the other groups that came out with them, like Shiny TV, was it K or XQ? They, they did the darn things, they say. They knew what they were doing. Let me tell you, when I watched Mama, and I'm going to talk about Mama for a reason, it was like watching a movie. It was like watching something that could be an Indiana Jones type movie or The Mummy or The Tree of Life or, you know, I just felt my, my, um, my comments were ancient opening about Tree of Life, Aztec thing, Indiana Jones, like a movie opening. And they came out dressed like monks. And when they first started singing, do you know who they reminded me of? Queen. You heard me. The group Queen. When they were singing Bohemian Rhapsody at the very beginning, Mama Mia, Mama Mia, no, 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 no. You know, like that. Again, y'all know I'm just mimicking the music. I'm not trying to sing for real. But that's what they were doing. Do y'all hear me? I was floored. The harmony on these boys at the time, on these men now, is so amazing. I don't think anybody today can touch them. And I'm just being real. They were that good. They were that good. Every person, in my opinion, needs to look at EXO, Big Bang, Shiny, TV, was it K or XQ? Look at them and be like, how can I be better than that? Okay, let me get off my soap opera box now. <laughs> but again, you guys know in 2020, and those of you who have not heard me say this before because this is your first time, everybody knows, I'm going to say it again. In 2020, BTS is all I knew. That was my introduction to K-pop. They steal my bias. They steal my booze. I would forever be biased towards BTS because that's who I found first. 
But I'm telling y'all right now, Kai, watching him back then, I'm like, whoa. And Mama really set the pace for me. For the And then they had Phoenix wings coming out from nowhere, just coming up from the ground up. Like, like the technology and everything that they used in that video. You look at these younger generation K-pop groups, you can tell where they got the influence from. Whether the members intentionally took it from them, you know, as tribute, or if the people who create these designs on these K-pop artists took it from them. Someone went back and said, this is what works. Let's bring it up a notch and then do it on these people, the current people, current K-pop groups. Because I'm telling y'all, I felt like I was watching a replica, like, like it was duplicated like a clone. It was beautiful. And then, so that is one song, Mama. Um, and like I said, Kai, I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off Kai and Mama. And then the second song is Overdose. Y'all, the harmony on that chorus part on overdose, dunna, dunna, overdose, dunna, dunna. Oh my God, y'all! Again, you you could tell my voice. I'm getting so excited because the harmony on these young men at the time they sang this song was just so, y'all. I I I mean I I can't even talk right now, like. And then the video, they're in this cube and the way they dance and they got these street clothes on, like, you know, street clothes, got the hats, the kangos, the, you know, the, 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 um, shirt off the side, you know, the, the towel, the shirt, whatever they have hanging off the side, the gym shoes on. And then it morphs into them and, you know, dressed up a little bit more, you know, they're dressed up now and then they're still dancing and the inside the cube changes. Let me tell y'all, hat goes off to EXO. That's all I'm trying to say. I'm giving my flowers to EXO at the end of this segment. I'm giving you your flowers, EXO. And Kai, let me tell you, you the one to watch. I'm surprised you haven't come out with more stuff as a solo artist. You, you did, you did the thing. You did the thing. Even back then you did the thing because I was watching you back then. Um, but all of the groups back then, I guarantee you if I research each one of them like I just did a deep dive with XO, I'll probably lose my mind, y'all. Because just doing Shiny and XO, I'm just like, wow. And their music is so timeless. It's like these songs were from 8, 11 years ago. And I'm talking about them today like they just came out. So let me get off my soap opera box now because I could talk about this forever, you guys. Um, so my... My 4K vibes for the week. And hopefully you will go to my YouTube, click on those videos, watch them, and maybe it will rekindle some type of emotion in you. If you're my age, if you're younger, hopefully you'll go back and appreciate the songs that they put out. It's EXO, Mama, EXO, Overdose, and then Astro, You're My World, as tribute to Moonbin. And then the new song that was just released, Perfume by NCT, which is Do Young, Jae Hung, and Jung Woo. It's Do Jae Jung. NCT Do Jae Jung, which is perfume. And those are my K vibes for the week. And once again, my name is Denise. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Um, I hope it's been very informative. I do this every week. And hopefully you guys will come back next week. 
because it's going to be on and popping with more information, more news, more reviews. And don't forget, if you want to support my channel, please click, like, share, and most importantly, subscribe to my channel. And if you want to support, once again, there is a link in my description box that you can show your support. So once again, my name is Denise. You know what it's about here. It's all about that K-pop talk. And I will see you next week. Thank you.